As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! Oh, we're recording! Look at that rainbow box ah, I'm in. That's fun. This is Kim and Kat's Stay Alive, maybe, episode 16! <laughs> Hi, Katrin. Cheers. 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 Give we me are this shot. Breaking out the whiskey shots today, everybody. I've got a Denver, Colorado shot glass mm. for my love, Adam from Chicago. Oh, I have a ooh, I have a San Diego shot glass where Eric and I took our honeymoon. Ooh, yeah, nice. Ooh. Mm, this whiskey. Shot. Do you know who this is from? Who? Remember that guy who you hated his name because it was <laughs> <laughs> he went by like if his I don't know if I want to say it if his full name was Michael instead of going by Mike oh he went by God Cole. yes Jesus. he went by like the last end of his full name yes that was the worst <laughs> that was truly the worst yeah I feel like I you can't say his name because nobody else does, does that, that on the yeah. planet. I saved this bottle of whiskey for so long because we met up after he was at a wedding and it was a groomsman gift. And I just thought that was like really important. And I saved it for over a year. I'm going to say almost two years. And I was like, look, you can come pick it up whenever you want. Wow. Well, he didn't come. And he never did. And eventually I was like, well, I'm recording a podcast and I need this whiskey now. Yeah, so. exactly. So thank you, thank Gregory, you. otherwise known as Gory. <laughs> Ori. It's not, it's not really Ori. Gregory. Ori. <laughs> So thank you, Brian, otherwise known as Ian. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, I could do this a whole episode. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember what the actual name was. I just remember hating it so, 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 so much. <laughs> we really appreciate your donation yeah. to KK Sam. Thank you for your totally purposeful, on-purpose <laughs> donation of whiskey to KK Sam. It was meant to be, man. Yeah. So what's going on with you? I don't know. I've got nothing. Oh. I feel like you have tons of things to tell me. Ugh. Ketrin has a fucking story. <laughs> She's been holding the story over my head for an insane amount of time. Like almost a month. It must have happened like the day after the last time we recorded. Yeah. And then like we had to skip a week for whatever reason. Because of, uh, of Vincent Wirtz's wedding. wedding. Right. Uh. So, yeah. yeah, so she has like, oh, I have this crazy story to tell you, but I want to tell you on the podcast. So, like, you, I get your fresh reaction. Yeah. And then she's told 
every one of our friends and made me like leave the room constantly. <laughs> We're at like a barbecue the other day and I start to walk outside and someone's like, no, 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 you can't come out. Catherine's telling me the podcast story. <laughs> fucking bitch. But it's really good. So this is, right. so I'm going to tell you guys. fucking hear it. So this is the story. This is a true story okay. about how Peg Porter, Skip Porter, Catherine's and Hamilton parents, Porter. And brother almost we're all in a real life horror movie all right so my parents called me some morning when it was weird i'm dinging my bell oh yeah so they called me on a morning when like they don't normally call me and then called me again so like i was like of course i'm immediately thinking that there's some sort of emergency because that's always how i roll Mm -hmm. But they both get on the phone and they're like, we have to tell you this crazy story. My mom says, so your father went downstairs at 4.30 a.m. like he always does to let Tanner out. Tanner's our dog. He wakes dad up at about the same time every day. Dad unlocks. 4.30 in the morning? Can we discuss that? Dad has been getting up at 4.30 in the morning almost his whole life. He liked, oh. even in college, he used he liked to be the first one in the dining hall when it opened at 6 a.m. Right. That he's what we call a morning person. Creeps me out in a weird way. I'm uncomfortable. He's a morning person. So he gets up to let Tanner out. And at that point, he unlocks the back door, like the big heavy back door. Uh And then the screen door that has the doggy door for Tanner to walk out in is just always unlocked. Yeah. Goes back upstairs. Mom then comes down at 730. So three hours later, she walks through the living room and she sees Hamilton asleep on the couch okay shoes off neatly placed next to the couch and she's kind of like okay I mean I guess he you know went out and had too much to drink and uh-huh. and took an uber to her place she was like okay no problem I mean like weird. I mean he doesn't live there currently he does not so, right yeah, he doesn't live there he lives about 40 odd. minutes yeah so he lives about but 40 minutes away but it like okay. isn't so weird that yeah. like oh he he had too much to drink down the street yeah, yeah. I'll just go to mom and dad's totally, house, whatever. Totally, totally. Didn't want to wake them up, so I didn't go upstairs to my room. Right. Whatever. So he's asleep on the couch, and mom goes upstairs and says to dad, did you know Hamilton's asleep on the couch? And dad was like, no. And he definitely was not asleep on the couch when I went down at 4.30. And they're like, okay, well, whatever. They get up. They're doing their thing, living their life. He's still asleep. Mom puts a blanket over him on the couch, uh-huh. And she's starting to like get a little worried. Like they're moving around the house. He's not yeah. stirring. The the end of the story is not that Hamilton's dead on the couch. Just so we know. Kedron <laughs> waits three weeks until her brother died in real life. Yeah. So fucking a. Dad's outside, like you know, doing yard work. Mom's like they've both had like a full day by this point because it's like eleven thirty, and he's still asleep, dead asleep on the couch. Uh-huh. In the middle of the living room. Like, it's not like he's off to a room on yeah. the side where he could be not hearing people stirring about. Mom decides to sit down and have her lunch. So she goes and sits in the paddock, puts her feet up, reading a magazine, whatever. She hears Hamilton stirring on the couch. He walks into the door frame of the room she's in and he looks at her dead in the eyes and says, Who are you? What? Mom puts on her glasses, looks at him, and says, wait, who are you? No! Yeah. I thought that's what this was going to be! Yeah. 
So they're looking at each other. It is someone who looks shockingly like Hamilton, but like with longer hair. So mom actually said to dad when she went upstairs, like, Hamilton needs a haircut. Didn't think anything of it. Like, shockingly like Hamilton. my God. This boy says, I don't know where I am. Can you tell me, like, what state I'm in? (gasps) And so mom says. Oh, my God. Well, why don't you tell me your name? And he says, I'm Sean. And she goes, have a seat, Sean. So he sits down. And mom is like, let's start at the beginning. And he says, all I remember is that I was at Green Turtle. Where am I now? <laughs> Green Turtle, you know, right? Yeah. That's a bar by uh, where we went to college. Yeah, by where we went to college and by my house. So I went to Been I went to college like five there. minutes from my parents' house. But it's still not, it's not like walking distance. No, 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 no. It's, it's a drive. For sure a drive. So... He's like, I, I don't know how I got here. Where am I? And she's like, well, you're you're about, you know, a five minute drive from Green Turtle. And he goes, OK, I'm a, I'm a freshman at Towson University. Ah! <laughs> right. That's where we went to school. <laughs> oh, so, my God. My mom is sitting is there. Is this my life? Is this a retelling of my life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- mom is trying to walk this poor freshman oh who God. broke into their house through what his night was. She says, well, do you have your phone? He says, it's it's dead. Do you have a charger? She's like, sure. So they're going through his phone, like trying to do detective work. Aww. And he's like, all I have is a text from my friends at 1230 saying, where are you? That's the last I know. Oh, my God. And uh, is he roofied? So she's like, he's like, and also, do you have a bathroom? And she's like, of course. So she walks him to the bathroom. And she's like, and I'm going to get you some water. As she's walking him to the bathroom, my dad is coming in the back door. Uh And so they all meet in that tiny little corner. (laughs) They all three look at each other. And my mom goes, Skip, (laughs) meet Sean. Oh, my God. My dad looks at him and says, huh. Hi, Sean. (laughs) Oh, my God. What brings you to to our house? (laughs) So, oh my god. They're they're trying to piece things together. He says, uh, you know, like I think he said he was like pledging. Like oh, he doesn't, right. yeah. you know, he doesn't remember. My parents are just trying to like help him. Like they're like, "Do you drink coffee?" He's like, "No, I don't really like coffee." You know, they're trying to get him some water, let him use the bathroom, and he's like, "I just don't remember." And so Aww. he's like, "Is there any way that like you could call me a cab or like something and my dad's like I'll drive you back to school so mom gets a little piece of stationery you know that says the porters and like their address (laughs) writes their phone number on it and like folds it all up and gives it to Sean Uh and he gets in the car with dad dad's driving him back to Towson University where he like drove us however many fucking times and as he's getting out of the car he says to Sean well I hope that this gives you pause next time you're drinking. I know that that's what happens in college, but I hope that you remember this and know that you have a real guardian angel out there that kept you safe and you now have family down the street. Oh, this is why I love the porters. I know. It was just They're so cute. It was just so sweet. And so it's this, this little. This is why I love the porter. These head and turns are the best. It was just so cute. So what they 
what they they he still doesn't know how he got there. Right. I don't think mom and dad thought to say, "Hey, look at your Uber trips." Because my theory, yeah, is that he drunkenly tried to put in an address, a different address, and it autocorrected to my parents' address. Yeah, and then he just like got out, and, and then he just got the out. door was open. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, is like the front door was not open, so yeah. he had to try the front door and walk around to the back door. It is weird, and. It had I mean, to have been after 4.30. Also, if he's a freshman, that means he's brand new. Brand because new. school just started. Just So if started. he lives in the dorms and stuff, maybe it's just like it's a house that looks like his house from home. Like wherever he's from. Could be. Yeah. Like well, he was just drunkenly walking into his own house, like in his brain. Well, here's the other like kind of sad part. And I, I think that my parents like set him straight a little bit where he was like, at first I thought I was maybe at my – baseball coach's house because and they were like oh are you on the team and he was like no I just quit and he's like you know because my girlfriend was getting upset that we weren't able to spend enough you weren't able to spend enough time together stop it yeah and so I I, I, live your life live your also like I don't care if she's got like the fucking golden pussy like you do not have a girlfriend freshman year like, yeah, just don't no. do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Like, if she's the one. And if she's your wife, she'd understand that you want to play baseball. Completely. And and also, like, let her go date. Like, yeah. I'm just all for yeah. people dating around. Let her find her own baseball. Yes, exactly. She needs to find her things, too. Couldn't agree more. So I'm hoping that this little <sighs> boy just, like, you know, feels like he has a guardian angel, knows he has family down the street, sure. wants to make Peg and Skip proud. And dump this girl. And that they're both just having the time of their lives. Single. Be single. Freshman year of college. (laughs) This is a PSA from Kim and Ket. (laughs) Good old on. Really happy for him. uh, Good old on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Honestly, like, I kind of thought that was coming as soon as you said Hamilton was, like, sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And not waking up because it reminded me of, and we don't need to go into this whole story. But I immediately was like, oh, is it a different person? Like, that girl that fell asleep and puked in your bed in freshman, like, our freshman year? (laughs) Yeah. For real. And I I didn't tell mom and dad that story. I was like, we don't need to... We don't need to do that whole thing. But yeah, that's what I, that's, yeah. but same I, thing happened to you. That's very weird that that happened to multiple people is. in your family. So was it worth it? It was worth it. Cool. I, I accept. I'm glad. I'm glad. I thought I it would be. Stressed. It yeah. was good. That's a, that's a good one. Even I know. I kind of knew where it was headed. I was still excited. Yeah. Of course, Hamilton heard the story. Wouldn't even let it, let them get it out because he was like, why don't you lock your door? <laughs> and they were like, this is not the moral of the story. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Okay. So um, that yeah, was a good nice story. story. Yeah. Did you? Oh, wait. I want to hear about a movie you watch, but also I have to sing first. Katrin's favorite oh part of God. the show. It's really my It's Katrin's favorite part. And thank you to all of you on social media that have been encouraging Kim to keep doing this. We've considered maybe stopping it, but people keep encouraging oh, it. They great. keep saying how much they want me to keep doing I it. So I'm just listening to people. so excited. So what um, do we got? So we have the Green Korean. Woo-hoo! Let's hear it. They actually helped me out by sending a couple of rhyming words for me. So Whoa. I'm just going to go through those. So let me just figure it out like a fun beat. I don't know. The green Korean. He is European. I'm not seeing unbearable lightness of being. Monsters. I be fleeing. Monsters. I be fleeing. Monsters. I be fleeing. Thank these, you, green Korean. These are getting ornate. <laughs> 
Okay, the next one, the I'm going to give you the only beatboxing beat that I okay, know. Okay, good. Are good, you good, ready? Good. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> only <laughs> Miss <laughs> Cody, yeah. Only Miss Cody. Only Miss Cody. Only Miss Cody. Miss Cody. Thank you, Miss Cody. Yeah. Wait. That was good. We're fucking great <laughs> at that. Also, that's the only beat I can do from when I was in an acapella group. And that was the only thing they could successfully get me to stay on beat with. <laughs> <laughs> were those okay. our shout outs? High that five. was it. Thank you, guys. Rhea, really appreciate Those were people who wrote reviews. They were five-star reviews. Uh, yeah. So thank you very, very, very much. We really, really, really appreciate those. Yeah. They're so, they're so, so huge. And we'll get this out of the way. If you're not following us on all the things, we're KK Sam Podcast everywhere. Twitter. Instagram, Kim just spilled on herself again. <laughs> this Actually, my mom just told me today. She was like, she was like, I'm drinking my wine, but I went to the dentist and my mouth is numb, so I'm kind of dribbling it on myself. And I was like, oh, like Kim does when she hasn't just been to the dentist and is just living her life awake and conscious. <laughs> yeah. Also, follow us individually if you want on oh, sure on the Insta and the Twits. And if you have movie suggestions, you can contact us uh, contact us via our website, Kim and Kat Stay Alive, maybe dot com. Hey, Woo! do you want to hear about a movie? Did you do? Did you watch a movie? I watched two movies. Bitch. You watched two movies. Yeah. Are you going to tell me about both of them? I don't know I if I have time for that. I am going to tell you about both of them. They are the same movie. One is a remake of the other. Oh, interesting. So here's what happened. I wanted to watch like a cult classic like something that people are like this is a staple of the horror movie community you gotta see this movie right so i said i'm gonna watch the original the wicker man okay i think that i have i didn't know that that was a i didn't either two version situation so but you kind of hear people like talking about the wicker man right so i watched the original first it's weird as balls. And I said, I don't what know. What year was I, that made? 1960s, 70s ish. Okay. Okay. And it, 73, it was made the same year that The Exorcist was made, which I think was 73. Okay. I might have just made 100% of that up. I accept all of um, that as fact. But I, I just wasn't nuts about it. Eric and I both found it very strange and not in a horror movie way, like in a okay. way where we were just like, I don't feel like I want this is what I thought it was going to be kind of thing okay so I was like you know what fuck it I'm gonna watch the Nicolas Cage remake right it's got bad reviews Nicolas Cage let's give it a shot can't be worse than open house so let's do it (laughs) I don't think I knew okay I feel like I've heard of Wicker Man and I don't think I have heard of it in a horror movie fashion it is listed as a horror movie okay in both instances but after having watched both I agree with you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so here we go. What's that Rotten Tomato score? Well, the, I mean, the one, the one that was made in seventy three uh-huh. was like is like on the list of top horror movies. Oh, wow. ever interesting with like one of the scariest scenes ever. What? Yeah. So I'm not going to say any more until we get to the end. Okay. Because if I keep going, it'll give things. Right, right, right. All right. Are you going to tell me, so is it just the same plot either way? 
Yes, but the differences I'm going to tell you about. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's almost Fun. an exact remake. Like there are certain shot for shot things where I was like, really? That's that's the stuff you wanted to to save? Cool. It's fine. What right. time was what time what year was the Nicolas Cage one? Two thousand six. Okay. So <clears throat> we were we were drunk. Probably wouldn't have noticed that it was coming right. out. Correct. Right. Right after our years at Yeah. Right around our years at Towson University. Yeah. So first we'll play Alive or Dead. Nick Cage. Couldn't tell you what his character name is to save my life. Alive. Okay. Willow. <gasps> Alive. Rowan, which is a name I love. Dead. Okay. Lily Sobieski, whose character name I believe is Honey, but it's Lily. She's Lily Sobieski. Okay. Who who is that? She was like a really big star around this time. Like she played Joan of Arc. Remember when they made like a Joan of Arc TV show? Movie. Movie? You would recognize her. The name sounds familiar. I can't. Picture. She was really big in like the early 2000s. She was like the it girl okay. of Hollywood. Um then I will say Alive. Ellen Burstyn. <gasps> I love Ellen Burstyn. Yeah, she's <sighs> fucking hot in this movie. I'm going to kill her, though. She's dead. Okay. And Pilot. Dead. All right. Let's get into it, ladies <clears throat> and gentlemen. <clears throat> how, many, how, many, how many points am I trying for? Do Out you of know? 25. <sighs> you never give me many options. So I actually th- – that was one of the issues I had with this movie. Oh, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot. Yeah. Okay. So – my first note is not Scotland, and that's because the original takes place off the coast of Scotland, like a super teeny tiny island. This it takes place off the coast of the North Pacific, so like off of the coast of Washington. Okay. Both are called Summer's Isle. Got okay. It. So Nick Cage is scooting down the highway on his motorcycle. He is a highway patrol cop. Okay. And he is behind this car, and all of a sudden the car throws a doll out the window. So Mm -hmm. he leans over to pick it up and puts on his flashy flashers to be like, pull over. He pulls over, and it's a woman driving the car and her, like, uh, eight-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. in the back. And the mom is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about her. I can't believe she threw a doll out the window. Whatever. She sucks. And Nick is like, comes with the territory. And I was like, throwing Mm dolls, retrieving dolls for passengers? Anyway. So he hands the doll back to the kid. And at this point, a semi-truck drives past them. And they all just kind of look at the semi-truck. The little girl then throws the doll out the window again, but like across the street. Like Mm -hmm. she's being a little bitch. And the mom is like, fuck, I am so fucking sorry. And he's like, it's cool. I'll go get it. So he walks across the street, across a lane of traffic. At that point, we hear a semi-truck coming again. Mm-hmm. He looks up, turns around. The semi-truck fucking slams into the car. Oh, shit. And he's like, fuck. It immediately bursts into flames. So like if they weren't dead on impact, which they should have been, they're now like super fucking dead. And he's on a motorcycle. Like he has nothing. Like, so he runs over and he's trying to get them out of the car. It's on fire. He's trying to break the windows with his helmet. And the little girl just sits up out of the back seat and just looks at him. Uh, just staring at him. Creepy. Yeah. He then 
puts his hand out and he's like, take my hand. Like, I'm trying to get you out of there. All of a sudden, explosion. He's blown backwards. So, like, he's unconscious. We're led to believe, like, there's nothing to be done. This car just fucking blew up. Cut to Nick is now holed up in his apartment. And he's looking pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Looking like he is not having a good like mental time yeah. with his life. But he like goes his up. his brain is like a cage, like Nick cage. Yeah, he's caged inside of his own brain. So he gets a knock on the door and this chick cop comes to the door and she's like, how you doing? Like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm not doing great, honestly. And mm-hmm. she's like, everyone says that you're resigning. And he's like, no, I, I, my dad would kill me. I'm not resigning. And she's like, okay, good. Also, here's some mail that was delivered to the precinct for you. He's like, that's fucking weird, but thank you. So the chick cop comes and sits down and he's like, did you ever like identify the bodies in the car? And she's like, nope. And like the car that they were driving like wasn't even registered to anyone. So like we may never know. Like we just have no way of knowing who that was. And so she leaves. He opens one of the letters and it's this super weird fucking letter that's like, closed with like a wax seal Mm -hmm. and it's on like fucking parchment from Mm -hmm. the medieval ages (laughs) um and it's like written in like beautiful calligraphy so i was like did you get a letter from a time machine apparently no it was just someone who's super into calligraphy which is very trendy right now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so he's reading the letter and it's from someone named willow and we hear like the voiceover And she's basically like, I'm sorry I left you. I know I hurt you really bad, but listen, I have a daughter. She's missing. I live on this tiny fucking little island that no one's ever heard of where I grew up. It's called Summer's Isle off the coast of Washington, and you're the only one who can help. And he's like, what? All right. And he like pulls out a picture. Of the girl. Right. And it's this little blonde-haired girl wearing a very similar outfit and looking very similar to... Girl in the back seat. The girl in the back seat. But the girl in the back seat, like, at this point in the movie, I'm like, was this just bad casting in that, like, they just had two girls that looked a little too similar? Or am I supposed to think that they're the same girl? I'm unclear. Okay. So Nick is intrigued. I'm also intrigued. As was I. Also, what does I'm sorry I left you mean? So like they know each other, but right. doesn't know she has a kid. Right. Confusing. Yeah. So Nick goes into the precinct to be like, where did this letter come from? Like, did anyone, it doesn't have a return address. Like, there's no stamp on it. Like, what the fuck? And the other cop is like, I mean, this is super weird, but like, why do you care? Like, she should call someone else. Like, you're a highway patrolman. And also, like, why is she writing her ex-boyfriend to be like, my daughter's missing? Right. So the other cop is, like, basically, like, blow it off or, like, call an actual person right. to deal with this. And Nick's like, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm – it's, you know, it's super intriguing. But, like, there's no phone service on the aisle and, like, you have to take a boat to get there. So Aww. you're Nick at this point. What do you do? And what does Nick do? I mean, he goes to the island, obviously. Okay. What do you do? What do I do? There's no phone service. You know what? I'm going to get my 
raven or owl <laughs> and I'm gonna calligraphy a letter together. <laughs> calligraphy. <laughs> and I'm gonna send it on over to her. Uh, so you're gonna carry your pigeon a message over to Summer's Isle. Yes. Great. Okay. Since it's gonna is... be the only way to connect with her. Sure, sure. One point, because that is oh. what Nick does. He goes to the island. You get no points. Because, well, here's where I th- I was like, Kim Burns is my Google. So it's like, I would do maybe a moment of research. Just a moment. Right, Just right, figure right, out, right. you know, where is this island? I think at one point he looks up and sees that, like, they're known for bees. Like, they make honey. Whatever. Uh-huh. But he's also, like, not a detective. He's a highway patrolman. So I think for me, I'd be right. like, maybe enlist the help of a detective, perhaps. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, anyway. maybe that's better than than my than a carrier idea. pigeon, possibly, right. possibly. Okay. No, We're not ruling you. it out though. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, with you. I'm, 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 I'm hearing you. I mean, any opportunity to send an owl and make a Harry oh, Potter reference, I'm that into was for it. You. Okay, so Nick is now on a ferry boat over there, and he keeps having flashbacks to the accident and right. seeing this little girl hit oh by a semi truck over and over again. Don't like it. Yeah. It's it's upsetting. The ferry only takes him so far because this is a private island. So like the ferry takes you I let's say it takes you to like another island off the coast of Washington that is not a private island, but it doesn't take you to the island. Let's say that. So Nick can't get much further, but he meets an old guy with one of those planes that's also a boat. Like, it's a plane, but it's got, like, right, right, right. skis on it yeah. kind of thing. And he's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I think it's also a boat, but, yeah. It's a plane you know that can I mean. land in water. Yeah. It's a, it. it's a it's a plot. It's a plot. <laughs> or an oat, as we go. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. And so he's like, hey, dude, where's your plane fly? And he's like, to Summer's Island. I deliver all their food to them because they're fucking cut off from everything and live in the olden times. Ugh, um, miserable. Not for me. Not for me. It's a little bit for me. It is honestly. a little bit for you. Like, not, not, for me. not all the time for me, but like, it's a little for me. I would love to just like be one with the earth and like live on an island and mm. just be quiet and with nature and my cats and my husband. <sighs> Doesn't it just sound great? Not for me. No. Do you want to come over and like hang out though sometimes? Sure. Okay. But like you don't want to live there. No. Great. Okay. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm -mm. So but the dude's like I'm not taking you to the island though. Like they're super particular and like they're fucking weird and no. And Nick's like can I bribe you with some friends? Their names are whoever's on the hundred dollar (laughs) bills. Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Yeah. That guy. Or as we call him, N. Anklin. (laughs) (laughs) Old Annie. (laughs) Um, So the dude's like, you got it. So uh, who am I saying? Nick lands on the island. And he's walking up this little old-timey dirt path. And he encounters some female townsfolk. (laughs) So good. I mean, it's, <laughs> so funny. it's just so good. So he encounters some female okay. towns. So he's on the island. He or? got on the island. The, okay. the guy was okay. was charmed by by old Annie by Eddie Anklin. <laughs> <laughs> and he encounters some female townsfolk that are all dressed either very old timey or like Amishy. Right. Okay. I assumed as much. Right. So Lady Townie is like. 
you can't be here, dude, unless you're invited. And he's like, I was invited. And she's like, true. by this whom, true. bitch? And he pulls out the picture that he has of, of Rowan, the little, the little girl. And he's like, do you know this girl? And they're like, nope, doesn't live here. And he's a super Nick Cage smartass. And he's like, uh, sometimes it helps if you actually uh, glance at the photo. <laughs> Ah, that was a good impression. Thank you. It was my Nick Cage impression. <laughs> and they're like, no, she doesn't She doesn't live here. And Nick's like, but her mom, Willow, wrote to me. And they're like, oh, Willow. Yeah, yeah, she lives here. But that's not her daughter. <sighs> Bye. <sighs> so we're like, okay. Then some male townies walk up and they're carrying a burlap sack a burp sack, if you will. A burp snap, <laughs> if you will. And it's like wiggling. Oh. Like it's wiggling all around. Well, and Nick's got is a little like, baby burp snap in there? I am baby burp snap. And Nick's like, what's in the bag? A shark? A body? And also it's dripping blood. What? And so what do you do and what does he do in regards to this bag? So he's like talking to them? Yeah. So he's standing with the the attitude y lady towns people and then the silent men folk carrying a bloody burps map. He says, Sir, may I look inside your burps map <laughs> bag? <laughs> okay. And I I'm just gonna ignore it. Gonna ignore it. Okay. I'm gonna give you zero points for you. Damn. And a half a point for Nick, because what he does is he says, what's in your bag? They untie it without revealing what's in it. They just untie it. And they're like, take a look. Look inside. Uh-huh. So he kind of like goes to open the bag and it jumps. <laughs> and they all start laughing at him. And he just walks away. And what? I'm like, a detective you are not. What's in the bag? What's in, what's the, in bag? the bag? Like, I'm like, this is why you're a highway patrolman. Like, he literally is just like, ah, and, uh, and walks away annoyed. And I'm like, if you want to solve a mystery, you have to inquire about things. Oh, you get a half a half a ding. Hold on. Oh, sounded like a full I, ding. I get like that's one whole point. <laughs> the bell rules. Wow, it's really hard to do half a ding. The bell that. rules. So he doesn't look into it further. He then walks up a little further to the village bar slash So we don't know what's in it. No. Rude. Rude. Right. And he now meets a rude inn lady, barkeep, landlady, landlord, person of the inn that owns it. Okay. Okay. And she's just as unwelcoming. They clearly don't like visitors. No. Um, He's like, very clear. Do you have a room? Attitude, attitude, attitude. And then... Willow walks up behind him, mm. his old flame. Mm. She's the barmaid, the beer wench, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes. And she sort of, they don't acknowledge that they know each other, but there's like a knowing smile and she welcomes him. And okay. so the inn lady is sort of like, we have a room. Okay. You can stay, okay. whatever. And he's like, great, thank you. I need a drink. So she's like, the only thing we have here is mead. Do you know what mead is? Nah, it's like a old-timey drink. Old-timey drink. But it's like made from like honey and 
herbs okay. and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying I'm hesitating because I just but, realized like the liquid part. I don't know what the liquid part is. It has alcohol is. in it. Yes, it has alcohol, and it's made it's from like, honey and herbs. And what she says is the ingredients are our own honey and some herbs and whatnot. What not? To which I say. Never drink something Mm-mm. where the ingredients are whatnot. Nope. Nope. Never drink whatnot. It will not end well for anyone involved. Dear Sean from Towson University, don't drink <laughs> Do whatnot. Do not drink whatnot. <laughs> That's how you wake up on strangers' <laughs> couches. <laughs> so, so they, because it's bees there, so that's their honey, because it's a bee place. Right. Right. Yeah. So he did do like, a moment of research that was like a flash where it was like we saw that there was the logo for the island or like the logo for honey made on summer's isle has like a little bee on it so we know that like this is probably their livelihood got it so he drinks it down guzzle 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 to which i'm like you don't guzzle whatnot but it's you know (laughs) and then he gets super fucking aggressive Mm -hmm. and like bangs on the bar okay mm-hmm. and he's just like i want to talk to all of you it's all women in the bar and they're all just like who are you yeah like what the fuck and what are you talking about yeah like what are you talking about why are you here who invited you why do you have a penis because we don't like those it's all women in the bar there's like not a man to be seen okay the only men we've seen up to this point are the dudes burp that we're carrying burp, burp snaps. Snaps. yeah <laughs> Bags, uh, bloody, blur, bloody, right. bloody, bloody, burp snaps. I hope every movie that we do from this point forward has some sort of burlap <laughs> reference. <laughs> That'll be our criteria. Does this movie <laughs> yeah. have some sort of burlap in it? So he drinks down his mead and he's like, mmm, delicious. And then a bee, <laughs> mm, a bee comes and lands on the bar uh-huh. in front of him. Rude keeper lady, Nick Cage, stare at the bee. What happens? He slams a cup on the, the bee. What does Kim do? I let the bee go. Yes. Yes. So let the bee go. Obviously, you let bees go. I'm fucking allergic to bee stings. I'm not, like, wanting to hang out with bees, but I'm also not going to, like, fucking cold-blooded murder one no. for no goddamn reason it literally just landed there to like no, see what's up we need bees. how do you how do you like my mead just, sir yeah. that i provided for you smash <laughs> just so fucking we rude need bees and they need bees and you don't even have to like you just you just matrix away yeah from you, it. Just, you just you say, just say you've you've claimed your space i'll get out of it like that's what you do so no he murders it and everyone in the bar is like what the fuck dude and the innkeeper lady is like why would you do something like that he's like i'm allergic stomps up to his room so i'm just like he's fucking rude (sighs) do you know what i mean like he's just rude and this is why i'm talking about he has not been to detective school because a detective may be talking to someone that they think is a fucking cold-blooded killer but you have to you can't piss them off. They're not going to give you more information no, about what you're trying to do. So not. he's literally pissed off every Everyone. human person that he's encountered in the four minutes he's been on the island. Not cool. Not cool. Ick age. Yeah. age. Ick age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that. Oh, M. <laughs> I prefer early 
<laughs> or Lee. Oh, right. Oh, because Kimberly. Right. Uh-huh. That's her name. Yes. I forgot. That's my full name. I was like, I don't get it. So where was I? So he smashes the bee like a big fucking dick. He goes up to his room and he encounters Willow like in the stairwell. Right. And she passes him a note. We hear the, what the note says in voiceover. And what it says is, don't believe anyone, don't believe anything anyone says, and meet me at the point, whatever the, you know, okay. the island point is. And so he meets her out at the point. Willow's standing there, you know, all Amishy and innocent looking. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I still wear your ring. Right. I'm really sorry I left you. I was super scared. Like, I just wasn't ready to get married. So, like, I ran home. I was uh, young and stupid, and I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, also, everyone thinks I'm crazy for raving about my lost daughter. Uh-huh. Which is weird to me because I'm like, you're, what do they do you not have a daughter is she not really lo- like I it's unclear right yes. I have lots of follow-up questions yes guess who doesn't ick age right so ick age is like <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you ask like why wasn't the first person you asked her dad and she's like because you are the only person that I trust in the world uh-huh and I'm like you have some trust issues. I've got some follow-up questions. I have some follow-up questions. Who is your therapist? I've got some You should have thoughts. one. Right. About that. So she's like, you're the only person I trust. I know my little girl is here, but I don't know who took her. Okay. So that's what we know. We then cut back up to Nick in his room, and he's unpacking his bag and he pulls out an EpiPen kit. So we're like, ah, he's allergic. Got it. Yeah. Storytelling. And then he's kind of like looking around in his bag for something else, but he does, he clearly can't find whatever it is. And then he hears a conversation happening downstairs. Okay. So he's looking over the banister and he sees innkeeper lady talking to two creepy old crone twins who have Long flowing silver hair. They're always smiling and they're mostly blind. Oh. And they speak in unison. Oh. <laughs> to which I say, It's you and me. Oh. When we're 80 years old. <laughs> Actually, these bitches were like you mean 130. 90. No, they were like literally 130. Because we're going to look, fu- I, we're going to look fucking 50 when we're 80. I know. That's the combination of our genes. Mm-hmm. Our positive attitudes mm-hmm. and technology, we're going to look like spring goddamn chickens. I know. I agree. Um, so when we're 158, this is what we'll, we'll look, look like. like. Acceptable. Yeah. And they speak in unison. And so the creepy crone ladies are like, is Sister Summer's Isle going to be at the meeting okay. speaking in unison? And the innkeeper lady is like, no, but you better rest for tomorrow, the time of death and rebirth. And the creepy crone twins say, yes, and of the wicker man's return. Mm Right? So after hearing this, what do you do and what does Nick do? I'm going to do some things. Kim is? I'm going to find out more about what they, what I just heard. Maybe figure out, maybe talk to Willow or something or some type of research sounds good on Wicker Man. And 
any research. What does Nick do? Um, he goes on with his life. Yes. Hooray! So this is where I actually wrote this note. I was like, all y'all make fun of me for how nosy I am and how much I love gossip. <laughs> this is where my fucking nosiness would help me. This is true. Because it's like you hear this and you're like, how interesting strange rituals and festivals and a girl is missing and you're talking about things I don't know. I'm going to go to a library or an internet of some kind and I'm going to ask questions of the people that live here. Yeah. Because I, I mean, want to fucking know. I'm thinking that if they don't have phones, they don't have internet. Sure. Correct I, I kind of feel like I, I mean, if we're going way back, I wouldn't have gone to this island with like no means of acceptable communication or a detective license. Do they have like a detective? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I would have brought my owls and ravens. Yeah. Obviously. Owls and ravens, <laughs> my internets, my detectives, you know. Bring your internets though. Do you need a, <laughs> you need a, you need a setup. I know. Well, the, 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 I'm the, saying some planning would have occurred as opposed to just jumping on a ferry and heading out. Right, right, right. To- well, you're already here. Yes. I'm here. I'd ask some questions then is what I'm saying. Yeah. So Nick is then like, that's weird. I'm going to do nothing about it. And then all of a sudden, Lily Sobieski comes out of a room carrying like laundry, eating an apple, Mm -hmm. dressed as Belle. She's literally (laughs) like, it looks like a cosplay (laughs) Disney movie Belle outfit. And he's like, hey, did someone unpack my bag? Because I'm missing some tapes that are called Everything is Okay. Everything is okay. Yes, tape like Pete, like <laughs> like tapes titled "Everything is Okay." Like like he needs to be told everything is okay, everything okay, is okay, okay from his because PTSD. He's got you. Okay. Spoiler alert: You don't need to know this because it never comes up again. Oh. Ever. I thought um, that would have been what, something. Would have thought it came up. Lily is like, nope. Walks away. So we're now in his room. He's asleep. He's having another dream flashback to the scene at the car. But this time when the semi-truck hits, he runs over to the car. No one is in the car. Okay. Wakes up. Ah! <laughs> and takes some pills. I'm guessing they're PTSD pills. Okay. And when he wakes up, he hears like this crying and like kind of running. So he looks out the window and he looks down and it's night, night time. Night, like night. dark, dark. Night, night. And he sees a little Rowan looking girl. Mm-hmm running past his window okay so he goes outside and he's trying to follow her but she's like running really fast he sees her run into a creaky old barn and he runs in the barn he's like rowan and he hears someone or something up in the hayloft Uh and so he climbs up the ladder and he keeps seeing things that he thinks are rowan so like a piece of red cloth he pulls it off and it's covering up a bale of apples or he sees like uh something that looks like a somebody huddled under something pulls Mm -hmm. it off it's it's hay yeah so he's like but he keeps hearing like someone is up here and then all of a sudden he falls (laughs) through the floor (laughs) and he's like well shit so he he's like well i'm gonna go back to bed i can't hear the crying anymore so now we're the next day okay Again, no follow-up. Oh, Icholus. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, Icholus age. <laughs> so we cut to him the next day. He's sitting at like a little tea table, like a little breakfast nook. And he's trying to put uh, he's a tea into his honey. Honey into his tea. Okay. But he's trying to like get it out of an almost empty little 
one of those honey bears. Oh, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Been there. <laughs> Feel you. And um, I that. have you ever seen those when they like crystallized? Yes. Like they're not like they don't go I bad, but they just have eventually are... covered right now. <laughs> I'm positive you do. <laughs> I'm positive you do. Um, we're going to purge your apartment soon. <laughs> um, so Lily comes in and Bell. he's like, Bell, hey, Apple Bell. Yes, Apple Bell. And he's like, why do I have like fucking Costco honey here? Ooh, did you just take a shot, girl? I took a sip. <laughs> You look really cute. You look a little, like a little, a little squeaky bear. <laughs> I'm a little honey bear. Thank you, <laughs> So he's like, why? Like, why am I using this store bought honey? Isn't this like what yeah. you guys do? Isn't, I thought it'd be fresh, fresh to death. Yeah. And she's like, nope. Our crop was cursed last year, mm. so no honey for you, your royal highness. <laughs> Is that like, what she actually says? Yes. <laughs> like so much fucking attitude. And he's like, all right. So she's like, we have, there's not a drop. There's no fucking honey on the island. Interesting. And she leaves. He then sees that there's like a wall of photographs. Mm -hmm. They are all like, you know, when you like every class takes a, takes a class picture yeah, and then they're all displayed. So it's like class of 1978, class of 1979. So that's clearly kind of what we're looking at, Mm -hmm. except what we're seeing is like, a little girl surrounded by uh, fruits of the harvest, mm-hmm. apples and flowers and wearing a flower wreath. And it's a different girl each season, like about seven like or eight. Each year. Yeah. Like each the, year. The harvest princess. Right. Or something. The har- yeah. <laughs> Miss, little Miss Harvest. You're right. <laughs> and the rude innkeeper lady comes in just as Nick sees that the very last photo that should be last year uh-huh. is missing. And he's like, where, so like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's the Harvest Festival. And of course, we also have the Fertility Festival, but that's too sacred for photos. Oh, I bet it is. And he's like, I mean, I didn't ask, but thank you. And he's like, where's last year's picture? And she's like, oh, it broke last night. Goodbye. So upon learning this, what do you do and what does Nick do? I, uh, well, I'm going to, my first, my instinctual thought is about the picture that I've already seen of Rowan, and is it a similar photo? Ooh, I that's detective-y haven't you. seen it with my own eyeballs, so, sure. but that's where my brain goes, so Got it. inquire further, and specifically with my own photo that I possess. So, be a detective. Be a detective. Got it. What does Nick do? <laughs> I'm going to assume he does nothing because yeah. I'm sensing a trend. He's not a detective. Uh, great job. <laughs> so he asks zero follow-up questions, but he goes outside and he sees that Lily is outside chopping wood. He shows Lily the picture of Rowan and he's like, do you recognize this chick? And she's like, nope. And he says, okay. Also, what's happening tomorrow? Remember, we had the creepy uh-huh. old yeah. crone ladies oh, who were like, tomorrow is the day of death and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I she's told asking you. asking questions. Yeah, asking yeah. questions. Lily replies, I told you. Mm-hmm. He says, huh? Anyway, where's Rowan's school? What? Told me what? Told me. Told me what? Tell me what? When? Told me what? What did I you don't tell recall. me? What are you talking about? 
any normal conversational follow-up question <laughs> was not asked okay. by Ick H. I told you what. Right. So she says, the school is up the hill. Also, when you leave here, will you take me with you? To which she's like, weird. Goodbye. Walks up the hill. Interesting. So he heads up to the school and he's kind of like trying to find his way up. He walks past a parade of pregnant ladies carrying bales of Mm, apples. They had a great time at the fertility fest. They were soups fertile. So he walks past all of them, makes it to the school. And he kind of like peeks in the door as he sees a very old timey school of only female students. Mm -hmm. And they are a range of ages like mm-hmm. it would be in old timey times where it's like a seven-year-old yeah. and then the oldest person is 18 whatever the like fuck little house in the prairie style exactly and the teacher is the chick from house of cards named jackie who was boning the super hot remy yes correct got it that's her mm-hmm. that's who our teacher is Got um it. she's great she's also the mom in the new Lost in Space, but I don't Haven't think you watched that. Nope. Yeah. You should watch that. It's actually really good. I was not into Lost in Space. I watched no. it because that's my wifely duty to like sometimes right. watch shit that is he makes me watch. Right. It was really good. It was really good. Anyway, that's our next podcast. I'll add it to Here's something else you should watch. Yeah. Okay. So we walk in and the teacher is saying, So, girls, what does a man represent in its purest form? And all of the girls, you know, Hermione Granger style, me, 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 Uh me, 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 me. And she calls on two creepy twins, not the old crone lady twins. Yeah. But little baby twins. twins. Yeah. And they say, in response to what does a man represent in its purest form, phallic symbol, phallic symbol, phallic symbol. And the teacher's like, that's right. Nick interrupts. (laughs) School's changed a lot since I was in school. Ugh, and stop like, it. Yeah. So everyone's annoyed and rude. Also, who are you? Also, we're in class. Also, why are you judging our life? Just no chill. No. What's a man in his purest form? Phallic symbol? Yeah. Okay. Like, I would take that to mean as like, th- that is his purpose, is his okay. phallus to be, to okay. right, right, right. fertilize me. Fertil- okay. And okay. so... Nick interrupts. Teacher's annoyed. He comes in and he passes around the picture and he's like trying to appeal to these girls like as a cop as if he's doing like show and tell for his daughter's school. So he's like, I'm a police officer. Girls want to see my badge. And they're all like, no, No. I don't. Fuck yeah. So he passes it around. He fucking erases everything that's written on the board. He passes his badge around? I'm sorry. Passes the picture of Rowan around. To be like, okay. do you, who is this chick? Okay, okay, okay. Then erases everything that's on the board and writes Rowan's name. All the girls are like, nope, never seen her. She's not here. She doesn't go here. And he's like, really? Because, like, whose empty desk is that? Nobody says anything, including the teacher. Mm. So he goes over and he – it's one of those, like, flip-top desks that we had at school. yeah. yeah. He opens it up and a fucking raven flies out. <gasps> My raven. The raven that you sent the letter with. <gasps> yes. It was hanging out on the desk. And all the students are like, we just wanted to see how long he could stand it. Uh? Like fucking creepy what? little bitches. Nick again exhibits no chill, but this time I'm with him. He's like, why the fuck would you let him do a fucked up thing like that? 
He's like, this is a legal matter. And she's like, can you, can can we talk outside? Can you just calm down? Let's talk outside. Yeah. So they go outside. But before they go outside, he's like, no, I want to see the, the, I want to see your class ledger. So he goes over and he opens up her desk and he finds a class ledger and he sees that Rowan's name is written there, crossed out. Okay. And he's like, I fucking knew it. All you bitches are liars. And she's like, seriously, we're stepping outside. So they step outside and she's like, if Rowan existed, we would tell you. Okay. To which Nick says, existed? And she says, well, we don't use the word dead because the soul lives on. It's in the trees. It's in the air. It's in the grass. Mm. Finally, he uses a bit of detective work because he says, tell me what happened. (laughs) Follow up question to what you are saying. And she's like, it was an accident. Okay. Okay. Where is her body? He says. She says, exactly where you'd expect it. It's in a church lard. Church, church lard? Church lard. Church lard. Her mother insisted. Okay. How did she die? He's doing great. Right. We're, right. we're getting the, question. he's getting the hang of it. Follow up question. <laughs> Teacher says, she'll burn to death. Huh? What? That tense was unclear. What did you say? She burned to death. That's not what she said first. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. Unfortunately, that's when the follow-up questions stop. Uh, of yeah. no, the the most interesting part, <laughs> he's done with and the follow-up questions. Yeah. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Bye. Yes. Gotten all I can from you. Goodbye. So Nick's like, all right, I'm gonna go find this church that she's talking about. Walks back down the hill to find the church and as he's trying to find it he walks past a bunch of farm workers and he's like hey do y'all know where this church is one of the workers turns around it's the teacher lady (gasps) she's a twin yeah so he's like didn't i just talk to you and she's like nope do you think he has to follow? I don't think he did. I don't think he, I don't think he did. He didn't. Not he just my went, That's icky weird. cage. <laughs> Not my Icarus cage. So she's like, you're on the right path. He walks down further and he finds what appears to be like ruins of a church. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's it's mostly outside. Right, right, it's right. very, very ruins. Cool. But cool. he does see that there is a fresh grave right outside of it. Mm-hmm. At this point, Willow comes out from behind a tree being a creeper just chilling behind a tree just being creep creeps just hanging out she has a willow and tree. she's like that's not rowan's grave i didn't put it there i don't know who did whoever's doing this dot 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 is is, is you no follow-up question but she walks him into the ruins of the churchyard and she's like that's my family's old burnt like my ancestors went to this church when this island was first settled and the crypt in the middle, it's one of the, like when we were in new Orleans where it was like, it almost looks like a table, yeah, but it's like a, you know, crypt. She's like, that's my old family's crypt. It's all burned up now. And it's also flooded. And you can tell that it's one of those crypts you can walk all the way down into. It's like underneath. Okay. And it's, but it's all flooded and all burned up. And Nick's like, well then why does it have a new lock on it? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) end of end of inquiry Mm -hmm. and so he's like look i've been asking about your daughter they've told me a that she doesn't exist and then b that she burned to death 
And Willow's like, they're all liars. They seem to blame her for dot, dot, dot. Oh, I think they're going to for hurt. I, fuck Tell if me I know. More. And there's no, there's no way to gather further information. Who and for the what? So she's like, I think, I think they're going to hurt her because Sister Summer's Isle has never been fond of my wild ways. And uh, mm. Nick is like, so who is Summer's Isle? Willow says, she's everything. She's in everything. She belongs to everything. We belong to her. Okay? So we're like, ooh. She's like, also, I just don't know if our daughter. (gasps) I knew it. Is going to be okay. I knew it. So now Nick has new information that he is a father. So he's like, I didn't feel like his reaction was big enough. Like, I feel like I was like, you just found out that you fathered a human. But he's like, I need to see your house, like Willow or Rowan's room. So Willow takes him back to her house and takes him up to Rowan's room. And Willow was like, I last saw her drawing at her desk. She loves to draw and swim. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Moving on. <laughs> and she's like, I went to the market for 30 minutes. When I got back, she was gone and all of her shit was gone. Ugh. She was wearing what I showed you in the picture. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you have any other photos? She's like, nope. The only person who takes photos on the island is Dr. Dr. Moss. So he's like, okay. He lifts up the desk. Underneath the desk is just written like scribbles and help me in <gasps> red crayon everywhere. Oh, no. Poor baby. At that point, he hears the plane mm-hmm. that flew him in. What does he do? What do you do upon hearing the plane? I'm going to go towards the plane guy and (laughs) (laughs) you can do it, Bernsey. I'm going to. Okay. So put yourself there. And then I'm looking for Rowan. Feels like the plane's important. (laughs) What might the plane have? Um, it Why comes do I fucking with, help you? <laughs> you do. It comes, with, it comes with food and supplies. Yeah, and you're hungry. You could go for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the plane. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to say to the plane guy. What do people. Okay. No, I'm not helping you. I'm giving you zero points for both. You f- no, no, no. Let me think. No. Okay, wait, wait. Um, okay, I'm going to go to the plane and say, I need to get in touch with someone on the main land. There you go. You're going to use the radio. Yes. yes. What does Nick do? I'm going to say the same. Nice Yay. job. Even though I fucking handed it to you. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um... It okay. just took me a little bit. It took you 40 minutes. Okay. So Nick's like, I need the radio. This is the first bit of like problem solving detective work I have seen from him. Right. So he goes to the plane guy, but he can't find him. So like he walks out onto the dock and he's like, hello? The pilot's not in there, which isn't super weird. He mm. is probably, you know, he could have been unloading or delivering something, right. whatever the fuck. So he's waiting on the dock And then all of a sudden, he sees a floating blonde head underneath (gasps) the dock. Oh, no. So he dives in to save her. 
And all of a sudden, wakes up from a daymare. And he's sitting back on the dock. A daymare? Looks down. Dead Rowan is in his arms. Wakes up from a daymare. It was a double daymare. (laughs) (laughs) It was a double daymare. (laughs) Double daymare? Yeah. So he's like, I need my pills. Never heard of a a single daymare. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? So he he takes his his daymare pills Mm. and still still no pilot. Like we don't know. Clearly time has passed since he dozed off into a PTSD sleep or something. And so he's like, I'm gonna take off my suit. And I'm like, what is he doing? Takes off his suit, dives into the water, swims to the plane. And I'm like, okay, this this was this was go gettery of you. Thank you. Swims to the plane to get to the radio. Great okay, job. Okay. Radio doesn't work. Well, Rats. fuck. It's because there's um, no internet. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, that's how it works. So he uh, swims back to the dock, puts a suit on, back over his wet clothes, and he's walking back up to the rest of the island, like away from the beach, and he comes upon Dr. Moss's cottage. Mm, the infamous picture taker. Picture taker. Dr. Moss is the mom from Six Feet Under. Do you remember Six Feet oh, Under? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. It's her. Great. I love yeah, her. She's great. So she answers and he's like, you're the photographer. And she's like, first, I'm a physician. Second, a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go to fucking, yeah, fucking apothecary a school fucking for nothing. Physician. So he's looking around, and it's a very, like, old-timey apothecary place. So, like, I fucking loved it. Like, it's, uh, like... Yeah, your jam. It's my jam. I love it. That's why you could live on this fucking For island. fucking sure. In the apothecary house. I would love it. So he's like, hey, where's last year's harvest picture? And she's like, it's up at the tavern. He's like, nope. And she's like, oh, weird. Well, I have the negative. I'll print you out another one. Oh. In due time. Nice. She's like, oh. you know, when I get around to it. Oh, okay. And he's like, uh, okay, great. Thanks. He then looks down and he sees on her desk a book titled Book of Ancient Rituals. Mm-hmm. How in do you think Katrin was? Mm-hmm. Very yeah. in. Yeah. So you see a book of ancient rituals. What are you doing? What does Nick do? Oh, so did Dr. Moss leave? No, she's still standing right there. She's standing in front of me. Yeah. Okay. Then ask her, uh, what is this for? Like, what rituals do you do here? I'm interested. Okay. What does Nick do? Uh, I mean, he sucks. <laughs> um, does he... He just... You know what he does? Hmm. He just fucking picks it up and starts looking through it. Ooh. Okay. Half a point. That would have been... Like, you get half a point because... Well, you'll see why. Okay. Nick says, okay, thanks, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Um, <laughs> but he does go outside and makes it look like he's leaving. And instead, he hides in the bushes. Okay. So I was like, detective nice job. <laughs> Some villagers come up to her and he's, you know, watching. He's peeking. She thinks, or she thinks he's gone. Mm. And they're like, it's time, sister. Mm. We must hurry. Mm-hmm. So she leaves. And he goes up and he picks the lock to snoop around Doc's house. Wow. Again. Nice work, buddy. 
So I mean, illegal, but sure. Sure. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also didn't pass detective school, but he's, he's, he's showing gumption. Gumption. So he goes inside and he starts reading all these notes and he sees uh, some notes inside the book about ritual killings of young girls to guarantee the harvest. What? And then he also sees. I see where this is going. Do you? I'm picking it up. Yeah. So then he sees jars of crazy apothecary shit. Like fetuses and shit. Ugh. Where I'm just like, I think that's illegal. Steph Mott I... made me go to a museum like this <gasps> in London. I know. I'm so jealous. Ugh. I didn't have time to go. So... Also, it was closed. It was... I was so bummed. I didn't enjoy it. I know you didn't enjoy it, but like, would I have loved it? For sure. It was <sighs> like two or three floors of jars. Of just shit? Oh so many jars. That's fucking amazing. I don't like it. What was it called? Do you remember? I don't know. The, the... jar of shit Kim hates? <laughs> Um, the jar, the jar, of <laughs> the museum. That's of what the museum was called. Yeah, the jar of shit Kim hates. Um, okay, <laughs> so he's poking around. And he's like, "This is some creepy shit," and he finds a picture of last year's harvest. Uh huh. Uh huh. With Rowan. Uh huh. As the harvest girl. Yeah. 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 No shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to Willow. With the picture. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, I don't know. And he says, what do you mean you don't know? You live here. And I'm like, yes, Nick. Thank you. And she's like, I wish I hadn't come here. I wish I'd stayed with you. And then they make out. Oh. And I'm like, their kissing was actually very hot. Because I find Nick a little creepo. Like, I I feel like I don't want to kiss him. Mm. But in this, I was like, I would smooch you. Okay. Um, it was nice. But I was also like, distraction much. Like, you you just got played. Because he doesn't have time to ask questions when he's being smooched. Mm-hmm. So now he's like, I'm going to go look around the island. He's riding a bike around the island. And he bikes past a man who's trying to load logs into a carriage, a horse-drawn carriage. And the logs keep, like, rolling off. Mm -hmm. So he's like, let me help you. And he loads one off. And then all of them start to to fall off. Nick pushes the dude out of the way. And he's like, are you okay? Man doesn't respond. And he's like, can you talk? Man doesn't respond. Mm. So at this point, I'm like, oh, my gosh. All the men seem like worker bees. Worker bees. Bees, bees, bees. Yeah. So he kind of bikes away and he's kind of looking around, looking around. And all of a sudden his bike, which he's now walking, he's walking alongside of it because he sees this beautiful garden next to him. And he's like, what's there? And as he's looking, he bumps into something. It's a beehive. (laughs) And he looks around. He's in a fucking field of fucking giant beehives. Oh, shit. And they're stinging the balls off him <gasps> oh my god oh my god it's he's, like my girl what's, yes what's his name henry? yes henry uh, Hen- I, kim what? i wasn't allowed to watch that movie oh <laughs> don't be that's stupid the first, that's the first movie i cried at i wasn't allowed to i could watch my dad was like let's watch the exorcist kids <laughs> but i wasn't allowed to watch anything sad no that was the first movie that i was like <laughs> oh my god yeah i to this day i've never seen what my the girl fuck is his name it's gonna bother me now though i think it is it's not Henry. It's not. But it's Anna Klumsky. She yells it all the oh. time. Yeah, to I this day, to I've never seen up. My Girl. 
Ever. Oh my God, it's so good. I'll never watch. Kim, so I'm never good. watching that movie. <laughs> Ever. Uh, uh. Um, okay, so while you look that up, so he's getting stung and he he's allergic. He gets out his EpiPen and right as he's about to stab himself with the EpiPen, he looks up and he sees Rowan standing in front of him with his back to him. Flashback to the accident, passes out. And we're like, fuck, he just got Macaulay Culkin. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Macaulay Culkin is the character. Well, yes. Or, I mean, the, the, the actor. actor. Uh, Thomas. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck. No, we can't talk about this. I'm not allowed to watch it. Oh I'm not allowed. Thomas. So he wakes up in this. Thomas p- James. Because he says, no, Thomas J. Thomas J. That's what it is. Thomas J. Thomas J. I don't know. Go on. Something like that. She yells it a lot. It's sad. It's so sad. I, it feels. I feel sad. Feels you know so what? Sad. I'm just gonna. I don't need to tell you the rest of the movie. It's okay. <laughs> Let's not talk about it anymore. It's just great. Okay. So he wakes up in this beautiful home. Uh, we gathered that it is Sister Summer's Isles' home, and Doctor Moss is sitting in front of him. How do we gather that? Because I'm smart. I think. <laughs> oh, I think, okay. No, I, I really. I think that's why. Because it's not said until later but or like he's Sister in a really Summer's beautiful Isles. nice home Sister dr summer's isles who's everything and yeah. we are everything and uh, is all yes. of us and none of us so okay dr moss is there and she's like you gave us quite a scare and he's like did you use my EpiPen kit and she's like oh no i i treated it the old way no follow-up questions mm-hmm. what did you give me is there a chance i'm possibly allergic to that what is going on where am i who am i what's happening no follow-up <laughs> questions and she's like sister summer's isle has been expecting you so he puts on his clothes loads a gun sure interesting walks outside and he meets sister summer's isle or lady summer's isle sister lady summer's isle okay she is flanked by two hot maidens in a gorgeous garden Mm-hmm. And she is Ellen Burstyn. <gasps> Ellen, and she just looks like a fu- like I just want to look like Ellen Burstyn when I'm I old and gray her. because she's just such a fucking class act, and she's just like so pretty, but not in that unapproachable way. Like she's pretty because she just has lived and learned and seen and grown. She's the best. Just, she reminds me of my Aunt Marie. They look very similar. Yeah, I can see. I've seen a picture of your Aunt Marie. That they do look they similar. similar. Yeah. Okay, so she sees him and she's like, oh, you're up. Our little friends, they almost had you. Mm. Pity. And Nick's like, pity for that I'm not dead? Pity, pity that they got mm. who, who, Whose pity, whose pity party are we throwing? He just dives right in and says, I want your permission to exhume the body. That empty, oh, that fresh okay. grape that I oh, okay. And she's like, sure. Nick's like, oh, uh, okay. Oh. That was easier than I thought. You don't seem concerned. She's like, I'm not. We don't commit murder here. He just jumps right in with, even if a victim complies, it's still murder. Chill, dude. Chill, dude. (sighs) So she's like, I'm the earthly guardian on behalf of the goddess. Celtic ancestors, you know, came here to this island. We all worship the goddess. They had settled back near Salem, but you know what happened in Salem. So we migrated westward, got super isolated. Some leave like Willow, but they always come back. This really um, does sound like your kind of island. I 
No. I mean. Like, it's just, I'm like, let's go to Summer's Isle. should live there. So he's like, so what are men? Second class citizens? And she's like, no, not. They're phallic symbols. They're phallic symbols. Not at all. We just aren't subservient to them. Ooh. To which I'm like, bye, I'm in. Goodbye. I'm going to Summer's Isle. I fucking love this feminist island. Yeah. So she's like, men are super important for breeding. And I'm like, ooh, ladies are trying to get fucked. And he's like, don't you want to fall in love and shit? And she's like, nope, just want to procreate, like the goddess says, to create the sturdiest of our kind. And he's like, oh, you mean ladies? Yeah, Yeah, bitch. Yeah, she means ladies. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what she means, ick age. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ick age. (laughs) So... He fucking loses chill, calls her a wacko, and accuses her of kidnapping and murder. And she just stays super calm, and he's like, so can I dig her up? And she's like, yeah, I already said you could. Yeah. Bye. And just leaves. So cut to night-night time. Nick is digging up the fresh grave. Why he's digging it up at night-night time, I don't know. Uh, Seems like it's harder to see, creepier time, whatever. You do you, girl. (laughs) Um, digs it up what does he find in the coffin oh no is it a body is it I'm gonna say it's a I'm gonna say it's a body I don't know that's all I got okay it's a burned up doll oh so creepy 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 burned up doll Nick doesn't even have time to be like what because he hears crying (sighs) follows the crying stumbles into the church ruins because you remember the fresh grave was right right outside the church ruins and he goes to the old flooded crypt with the brand spanking new lock yeah and he gets it open Uh goes down the creepy crypt stairs Uh finds rowan's sweater Outside of a like, like a grate where you can go even further down, uh-huh. opens up the flooded grate and starts swimming. And it's so fucking creepy what? because it's like it's like a crypt with like the statues and shit underwater. So uh, fucking terror right. inducing. Just, and then he hears like a clang, 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 clang. Ah. The grate's closed above him. No! Oh my god! I just like feel like I'm swimming with skeletons. So that's how I feel. Yes, you are. Sw- you are currently swimming, swimming with skeletons. With skeletons. So, so I'm stuck here. So now he's like, "Fuck!" He has a flashback, <sighs> creepy flashback to the cop that was sitting in his living room in the very beginning that was sitting in his living room like when are you coming back here's this letter yeah and she's talking and he flashbacks to her saying nobody knows we may never know and then she explodes into bees and we're like symbolism what is this well now it's morning time and he hears someone coming and it's willow and she finds him and he's like get me out of here she opens up the crypt grate lets him out he shows her the sweater and he's like, she's down there. And also this burned up doll. Is it hers? And he's like, why did it get burned? Why did it get burned? Why did it get burned? And I'm like, let her answer, dude. Like, you you can see Nick Cage doing, why did it get burned? Why did it get burned? <laughs> Just won't let her answer. So he's like, go back to the house. I'll meet you there. 
So now he barges, runs back to Summers, a lady, lady sister Summers Isles place. Uh-huh. And he barges in. He's barging into rooms and he barges into this room. And there's an old naked guy covered in bee stings in her bed. Oh, and he's just like, cr- like, just like, hello, just crouched and <laughs> naked and, what? you know. And he's like, sorry, and closes the door. And he barges into another room. And then there's just a woman sitting on a chair in the middle of the room, covered in bees, smiling. And he's like, (laughs) And so he runs out of the house. And he's like, too weird. Goodbye. Cut up to Lady Summer's Isle, sitting in this beautiful bed with four bedposts, flanked by two maidens, draped in white satin. And they're like, she's gone, my lady. And she's like, good. She's gone is what they said. I'm sorry. He's He's gone. gone. Okay. (laughs) They they were speaking in drag queen language. (laughs) She's gone, girl. Um, So he's left the house. Now he's running down the road and he encounters teacher lady who's riding a bike in a raven mask, which is gorgeous. I just loved it. I think I'm going to be a raven for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's with the mask? And she's like, it's the festival of death and rebirth. (laughs) Is that how she said it? Kind of, yeah. (laughs) And he pulls a gun on her. Jesus. Super chill. And he's like, give me your bike. And she gives it to him. And she's like, all right. Nick Gage doing that. Fucking all right, dude. (laughs) Takes her bike. Then he encounters the creepy crone twins who are just smiling and speaking in unison. And they just see him and they're like, it is he and walk away and i'm like get off this island ick age ick age you're um, in trouble so then he oh shit i feel like i know it's very scary so then he rises rides teacher's bike up to the inn it's only men sitting in the bar at this point none of them get up when he's like we need there's a girl missing people are dead and they're all just like what do you want us to do, dude? And he, like, none of them will talk. He tries to talk to one of them, and the, and he's just like, mm, meaning, like, he, can, he yeah. doesn't form words. So Nick's like, well, you're no fucking help. So then he just starts running around the island, literally barging into people's houses, ripping masks off children. Oh, now, aggressive. This is uh, an exact shot for shot of the original as well, uh-huh. which I'll tell you about later, but... He's literally just barging into houses and they're all wearing animal masks of some kind. And he's just taking them off, like hoping to find mystery Rowan Uh there. And I'm like, detective school, dude. (laughs) So he's like, stay out of my way. And at one point, a girl, like a body, a girl's body falls out of the closet. And we're like, (gasps) and then she just turns around and smiles like she was just fucking (laughs) with him. Which is also exactly from the original. So he's totally losing it a bit. He's like hearing creepiness everywhere. And he looks out to sea and he sees the plane and it's sunk. And he's like, fuck. Uh-oh. So he stumbles down to the beach and he trips over the pilot. <gasps> Dead. Eyes gouged. Mouth sewn. Mouth sewn? Yeah. Shit. And he's like, Fuck. So as he's, like, freaking out about the pilot, three villagers in masks pop up to watch him down oh, on the beach. Oh, you in trouble. Yeah. yeah. You in trouble. Again, so this pretty much from here to the end is an exact shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. Uh-huh. So 
Then he encounters, he's going back up to the inn, but before he gets there, we are see a conversation between rude innkeeper lady and the woman who we first met at the very beginning on the island who was like, how did you get here? You know, take a look at what's in this bag if you're not oh, too right, 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 right. Okay. And the first lady is like, well, we'll have to let your costume out again. Soon you'll be a whole family of bears. And the inn lady is like, yep. So, sister, did you see that? See to that business at the harbor? And first lady is like, oh, yes. So what we're supposed to ascertain is that innkeeper lady is pregnant again. Yes. And that the first, first lady, lady killed, killed the pilot. pilot. Yeah. Got it. First lady walks away. Nick barges in. Innkeeper lady turns around. He punches her in the face. What the fuck? <laughs> he just punches her right in the fucking face. Okay. And so <laughs> we're now going to be cutting back from this room where he's uh, punching ladies to the beginning of the festival okay okay so we see uh all of the other villagers standing around barrels of mead in their animal masks and ellen burston looking like a straight queen Mm -hmm. long flowing gray hair super gorgeous like pagan witch paint on her face and i'm just i'm just living for 100 percent of it so she's like the festival shall begin Cut back to Nick. He's just, you know, punched a woman in the face. What does he do now? He, uh, is anyone else around? Nope. But the festival is beginning. I would think he's trying to find the festival. Like, I want him to. Okay. And what do you do? Okay, wait. I'm going to find the festival. Okay. And he is going to look at something else while the festival is happening. Okay. But I don't know what exactly. Okay. I'm going to give you half a point and you'll hear why you get half a point. So what he does and what you should do, I thought this was a good plan. He puts on the bear costume. Oh, I didn't because, get it. it was a whole costume. Yeah. So it's like a whole bear costume. So now he you said kn- only masks in my defense. But I also said we'll have to let out your bear costume because you're pregnant. Mm. yeah you gotta listen Bernsey <laughs> you should be more specific that <laughs> everyone's wearing costumes and not just masks yeah so well she well the villagers are only wearing masks so it's almost like the higher up people like I would say the innkeeper like she's in a full costume that was unclear whatever all right so he puts on the bear <laughs> costume which I was like that's pretty smart the beginning of the festival is signaled by a bunch of uh, men axing a barrel of mead, like breaking the barrel of mead. Okay, and they're yeah, like, uh-huh. it's begun! Now all of the villagers are starting a little parade to wherever. Nick is like trying to get his bear costume on when Lily comes in, Apple Bell, mm-hmm. and fucking tackles him. Whoa! So he's like, get off me! And then he fucking karate kicks her into the face. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> And she's like knocked out, finishes putting on his bear, bear costume, finds the parade and walks alongside Willow, kind of like lifts up his mask. And he's like, I told you to wait. She's like, no way. I I had to come. But like just being kind of weird, sort of has like sad eyebrows, but also kind of like entranced eyebrows. Like we're just what is Willow's deal kind of Uh thing. 
and her hair looks so pretty. It was like all in these little braids that were like woven into like kind of a basket formation. It was uh-huh. just gorgeous. When Eric and I <laughs> renew our vows, I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm going to be like, do this. Uh, so uh, hot Ellen Burstyn is like leading the parade and they stop at a clearing and Ick Age in his bear costume sees Rowan tied to a tree. <gasps> Willow just looks at him scared. He runs up punches a chick in the face, (laughs) unties Rowan, picks her up, runs with her into the wood. Willow is just standing there in shock. Three villagers go after him, but everyone else is just kind of watching. He kind of hides behind a tree from the villagers who run past him. Uh He gets a phone call and he's like, what? Oh my God, I have service. I have service. So he tries to pick it up and he's like, Pete, Pete, are you, are you there? Can't can't get him right so he's like fuck so then he's like all right let's go rowan like he puts her down he's like let's let's run rowan runs ahead of him and he's like whoa slow down i, I don't know where you're you're going like you're gonna run into people but she running and running and running and running and all of a sudden she runs back out into the clearing all of the all the villagers are there including willow rowan one runs up to willow and says did i do it right mommy <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you do? What does Nick do? (laughs) I get the fuck out of there any way fucking possible. And what does Nick do? He does nothing. (laughs) Okay. Close. You get a point because you run the fuck out of there. Do anything but stay there. What he does is he tries to pull a gun on 70 people, uh-huh. which I'm, he literally just stands in the middle and thinks that he can take on 70 female villagers, which I'm just like, you don't know math or detective work. <laughs> so the, what is SS? Sister Summer's Isle. That's okay. what I was doing. So SS says, the game is over. The hunter becomes the hunted. You came of your own free will, and we require the sacrifice of a stranger who is connected to us. And the creepy crones go, connected to us. (laughs) And she says, your fate was sealed many years ago when my daughter (gasps) chose to be with you. You've been chosen to die a martyr's death. So he continues to think that he can hold a gun on 70 people. Right. He can't. Can't. They surround him. And now we are hearing the sort of voiceover of what's happening to him as we see the villagers carrying like a burps map with ick age in it. Uh But we hear the voiceover of what was happening uh, where like Willow drops the bullets that were in his gun because his gun doesn't fire. And he's like, "Ah, my legs, my legs. But I'm also like, this is a horror movie. Why don't we see that shit? Yeah. I want to fucking see some fucking ick age broken legs. So the crowd is uh, closing in. They're carrying and blah, 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 sacked up. And they bring him up to a giant fucking wicker man. Like Burning Man. Burning huge. Man style? Like a giant wicker Burning Man, man. statue. Okay. But within the man is cages of sacrificial animals. 
and they're all crying. So I have a, let me pause here and say, I have a plea to our listeners. If someone could please recommend a movie where I don't have to watch animals get murdered because the last million movies I've seen, it's just animals getting murdered and no one tells me that that's coming. Anyway, so The Wicker Man is filled with sacrificial animals in cages, but like, you know, the arm is four cages of, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And all of the men are stringing Nick Cage up into the body of the Wicker Man. Rowan, little baby Rowan, is then given a torch. And with a smile, she fucking lights that bitch on fire. Oh, shit. And the Wicker Man goes up in flames as all the women are chanting, The drone must die. The drone must die. The drone must die. And the wicker man is on fire as fuck. And Ick Age and all of the animals are dead. Oh, shit. Six months later. Oh, shit. We're in a bar in New York. Uh Uh-huh. And James Franco is at the bar buying a drink. What? Okay. And then his friend, Jason Ritter comes up to buy a drink you know who jason ritter is but like he none of the things that i have seen him in will you know but as soon as you see his face you're like oh jason ritter i got it and he's like nothing man this place is dead then we see two hot chicks walk in Uh uh-huh james franco and jason ritter look at each other knowingly and say somebody's going to get lucky tonight, and it's us. Because that's how boys talk, right? (laughs) That's what you think, fuckers. So they walk up, and they sit down in front of these two girls, and they look awfully familiar to us. It appears to be Willow and Applebell. Lily Sobieski. And they both say, so what do you do? And the men say, oh, we work at the police academy. Willow says, why don't you come up to the bar and get a drink with me? So James, James Franco or Jason Ritter, one of them walks up to the bar and gets a drink with Willow. The last sign of the movie is Lily Applebell saying, do you live around here? When you leave, can you take me with you? End of movie. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Wow. Yeah. I think that you, I thought that you would have liked that more. It seems to be about a big island of witches. It was. Here was my issue. It was like a thriller with a, it was a detective thriller with a bad detective. Right. The only scary thing was the end when he's burned in a wicker man. Yeah. And the reason that I watched it was the first one is like one of the greatest horror movies ever made according to blah 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 and I found it so fucking silly and so did Eric Mm. and I was like well maybe this is just like horror movies in the 1970s and he was like no The Exorcist was made the same year yeah and that was fucking fucking terrifying yeah now the very end scene is very disturbing we are watching a man be burned alive and animals are screaming but like I still wouldn't have called this like a horror movie I would have called this like a thriller kind of thing like there just Mm -hmm. wasn't a ton of jump scares even like the burning at the end like it wasn't it was disturbing it was scary yeah Yeah. scary i i hope i don't get burned in a wicker man correct 
And like the, so the reason why, so I watched the first one, I watched the original and I was like, I can't do this. I'm like so unfrightened and it's so silly that I got to try and watch the 2006 one. And then it just like also wasn't super scary. And the music in the first one was ridiculous. (laughs) It opens with, I can't get the song out of my head. Eric and I keep singing it. It's just like kind of an old seventies, like, like swoopy song where it's like, Corn rigs and barley rigs and corn rigs and Bonnie. And it's just like the death. <laughs> it's so silly. And then like I feel like when he's like running through the houses like ripping masks off children. The music is very just like, I'm a Monty Python sketch. Like it was just so strange. And then the 2006 one was shot for shot almost the same movie with Nick Cage being a crazy person. (laughs) But in the first one, it has nothing to do with him being a stranger that is blood connected to them. It's a creepy old religious freak who's an actual detective who's a virgin and saving himself for marriage. And they, what they needed was an adult virgin. virgin. So a creep. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was really mean to adult virgins. I don't mean that. I just meant <laughs> he was, mean. It was more that he was like an uber religious freak. Like he was just like very judgmental of their pagan ways, which I was like, yes, I okay. hear you. It did end in you being burned in a wicker man. But you couldn't have known that. <laughs> Up until that point, I felt like you were just very judgmental of somebody's differing beliefs. And so Lily Sobieski. Sobieski? Yeah, you got it. It was perfect. <laughs> Lily Bell. <laughs> um, who is. <laughs> um, what is that? Like, it's interesting to me that she said the same thing mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Like, is she like a little robot? I don't get it. I mean, I it was like creepy that that's what happened, but I'm I like, but why? Just, I think we were just meant to be like vaguely creeped. Creeped out. Okay. Which we were. I was. Yeah. I did. So she did, did it. it. Great job. So that was the movie. Cool. Yeah. Well, how many how many uh, wickers do you give it? I give it I don't give it that many wickers. I give it like yeah. like a like a wicker man's arm. An arm. And a leg. An arm and a I'll leg. Give it an arm and a leg. Cool. But the rest of it like I just wanted more jump scares. And I think like I fucking love like witches and rituals you and do. all that shit. But like let's let's make it jumpy. Let's make it scary. Let's see some imagery. Let's see some fucking crazy shit. If I want to see a fucking detective thriller, first of all, let's have the character be a detective. <laughs> you know? So I give it a wicker arm and leg. leg. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to watch it. Yeah. You don't <laughs> need to. It's fine. I'm okay. Anything else? Um, you could count my points, bitch. All right. So while I count Kim's points, here is a promo from another great podcast. Hi, I'm Nicole. Sarah. Hillary. And we're the hosts of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Each month, we sit down with a guest to watch movies that are 20 years or older. And see how they hold up to today's modern feminist lens. Why do mermaids have such low self-esteem? Why is it so funny when men take care of babies? What exactly did Jenny die of in Love Story? These are the kind of hard questions we ask ourselves on the Feminine Mistake Podcast. The Feminine Mistake Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Do you guys think that was okay? Yeah, I don't know. We sounded kind of shrill. Really? Yeah, women's voices are just so grating on the radio. Yeah. Oh, man, you're right. Okay, Bernsey. Hi, what did I do? Out of 25 points, you got 14 and a half. 
14 and a half. Not my best. It's better than 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> still still better than the open house, yep. so I'm still alive. You're still alive. Nice work. You're a little bloodied. You're a little singed, yeah. if you will. I think I... But you're alive. I died a little bit there. Yeah. Only died a little bit. <laughs> um, I deathed and rebirthed. Whoa! For the Harvest Festival. Yes, you did. Yeah. So that was The Wicker Man. Old and new. Awesome. Good job, Kat. Thank you, Burns. Well, I guess until next week. Stay, stay alive. alive. This has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. Maybe? Bye. Put a ghost in me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>